We are I. I sit here and I think this morning, you know, are human beings systematically so toxic to themselves that the inevitability of them eliminating themselves off this planet is almost a guarantee? When you look at pretty much every other species of anything on this planet, you know, except for, you know, disease and Disease that comes by way a lot more organically and naturally, you know, to other animals, insects, you know, amphibious creatures, anything along those lines. Like, if if all of the other living entities of this life or this world, this planet, were strictly just left alone, you're talking no meteor, you know, impacts, you know, no, no nothing. You know, you can include natural disasters into this like volcanoes and hurricanes and you know blizzards and ice ages and all that kind of stuff but if is there any species of anything that's just left to its own devices that is going to systemically almost wipe themselves off this planet like what human beings this this generation or not generation this this current timeline of human beings, this species of human beings right now, Homo sapiens, us right now. Are we, do we, and are we headed down a path where our destruction is almost inevitable? And you can't deny that it is. And if you sit there and say like, oh, that's so pessimistic of you and, or, you know, like, oh, that's not true. It's like, no, it's just being real. And it actually is real because when you have... (laughs) Sorry, when you have dictators on this planet who literally have wiped off millions of people during their time. So you can talk about Stalin, Mao, you can talk about Hitler, you know, you can talk about the Mongols. You know, like there's a lot of examples where a person in a leadership role has literally starved, gassed, or just brutally slaughtered millions of people. And we all know that, well, we don't, shouldn't say that. It is well known that Genghis Khan killed so many people, it changed the carbon footprint of this planet. Like that's how many people that he killed. There's stories of when people rode up on areas of where he slaughtered people that they thought they were snow-capped mountains, but it was piles of bones from the people that they piled up. Now, that doesn't mean that there's an actual mountain like what we see in the Rocky Mountains here, you know, in Canada. But it just means there's a mound of fucking bones so high from people that they piled up that looked like a snow-capped mountain in from the distance. You know, Mao starved millions and millions of people to death because of his fucking bullshit agricultural communist ideals. You know, Hitler, we know, gassed and fucking killed 
firing lines. Never mind the war. Killed millions and millions of people. Stalin, well, we don't even need to go there. Similar topic, same story. And this happens all around the world. But not only that is then you get to the United States. Nuclear bombs. Dropped on Japan. You know, like millions and millions of people. The snap of the finger. Arguably, they, the United States is the perpetuator of like all utmost violence that kills the most people the quickest and long term like look at the millions and millions and millions of people the united states has killed in wars that they most likely should not have been a part of or started intentionally through false flag operations all around the world for the last hundred years literally so when we look at this, and this is outside of anything else, this is not like, you know, hopping on some bullshit climate change ex- agenda or, you know, anything along those lines. It's not. You're you're talking strictly just people's decisions to literally murder other people. And having the long-term consequences and impact of, of doing so. Making decisions that they know people will die. Like right now, and this is something that Dr. Jordan Peterson here in Canada has talked about all the time. If you want poor people, people of a lower socioeconomic background, if you want those people to die, make energy hard to get and the cost high. Well, what are we doing in Canada? Making energy hard to get and the cost high. It's literally what Trudeau is doing right now. And this is what happened when the United States in a joint operation blows up the Nord Stream pipeline that goes from Russia to Germany to be able to make it harder for Russia to fund its war, which didn't even happen. But what happened is German citizens fighting over firewood to heat their homes because they didn't have the natural resources, the fossil fuels, to be able to do so. Create chaos. So when we look at these things, when we look at these factors, and all of this has been happening for literally thousands of years, A lot of what I just talked about has obviously happened within the last hundred. But you can't argue that this is our path outside of some fucking gigantic meteor or comet or whatever the fuck they're called. Smashes into the earth and creates, you know, a nuclear winter. You know, or or an ice age comes, which it is coming. I think we've had, what, 9, 10, 11 ice ages in the historical record. It's coming. An ice age is coming. You want to talk about global warming? It's like, no, motherfucker. Like, global warming's not that big of a deal. Global cooling and ice ages are a fucking incredibly big deal. And we know that that's coming. Because our planet has always gone through heating and cooling events. But the cold is way more disastrous than the warmth. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly, 100%, for a fucking million reasons. And more people today, in this day and age, right now, with all this climate change bullshit, die from cold exposure than they do from heat exposure. Every single year. So poor decision making. And why does this poor decision making happen? Well, the underlying cause of all this, the, the underlying perspective that I've been talking about This entire time is just selfishness. Wholehearted and absolute selfishness. You know, we're a person, a nation, 
a group of people think that what they want and what they need and what they is right supersedes everybody else's everything in every regard. This is the reason why. And this is, to me, the problem, what I talk about all the time is moving people out of rural centers into major urban centers and then living by a one-world government. This is what you see when you have this because it sacrifices other people. When we have people dispersed out in more rural communities all across all of our vast lands and allow them to be able to govern themselves municipally, people do and will make better decisions. But the more that we meddle in other people's shit, the more that we go from municipal to state or provincial and from that then there to federal and then that from there to you know international. It's like how many millions and millions and millions and millions of people have to die to be able to fight other people's wars. Because again, we see this with COVID where you have these small, <clears throat> small towns in the rural centers, you know, maybe, what, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 people, they are governed by the same, air quotes, laws, that what nations were, which are completely unapplicable. A city of 5 million, 10 million, 15 million people is going to have to have a different way of dealing with things, no matter what that thing may be, than a city or a town, a village of a thousand, ten thousand, or a hundred thousand people. And this is, like I said, like I will harp on this until the day that I die. And I think this is why a lot of really good, productive people are retreating to some of these smaller communities because they get it and they understand. Like this is a thing, this is a real thing, and this is something that we all need to understand. That living in major urban centers, forcing more people to be stacked on top of each other, getting away from natural living. Like this only does this harm. Harm in the most profound ways. And in the most profound way, corrupts us, corrupts our integrity to be able to live in symbiosis with the world. To be able to live like all the other species of everything in this world. That they have the needs of the day, they have their needs covered for the day, but they're not willing to be able to take so much more away at the absolute destruction of everything else. There's this harmony that everything just kind of lives together, except for us, except for us as human beings. We just continually rape and pillage and destruct. And I think that we just need to come to terms with that so that we can just say like, hey, maybe the maybe a better path is a little bit more disbursement instead of collectivization. And this is what we have through technology. We have this absolute opportunity right now to disperse people out and about and around. We have that opportunity right now with technology and still stay the same connective, connectiveness is what we are right now. That's an absolute fact. So I do have a positive vision for the future that I think that we will, I think enough people will come to this conclusion that we need to live in harmony with the world around us. And this doesn't mean that everybody just looks like some greasy haired hippie either. We can 
we can find a way to be able to live with everything else on this planet and not destruct it or ourselves along the way.